Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN. Hi, this is Bruce Smith, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN. Jim Kelly, you're listening to Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Dean Kane. You're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, and so am I. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. <laughs> New opening. You like it? Oh, I like it. Indeed. Polly, Polly, what do you got, brother? You look very snazzy today. Basketball season, bro. Wow. And you just courtside and look beautiful. And you just don't you don't feel it for football? I mean, this is definitely this is a, a Bayheim esque attire. Well, you end up on TV and. Basketball, football, you know, it's yeah, hidden. So you tr- you cruising chicks? Always. Wow. Always got the poon net line. <laughs> Locked and loaded. Yeah. He's got the net in the water. Could we roll that back? Because if that's not the highlight for today's show, always got the poon net launched. Yeah, he's always got it out in the yeah. water. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's the emptiest net I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's not bringing back yeah, anything. The holes are the size of a whale. What was the, Full uh, of boots uh, and tin cans. What was what was the Steinbeck <laughs> novel, The Pearl? They just went out yeah. there with the nets mm-hmm. constantly, and, and finally he found the big black pearl in the, in, in the clam or whatever it was, the oyster. That's what I'm looking for. You the are. clam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Launching the net in search of a clam, are we? Uh, this yeah. is really it's high, just high real, radio. It is. It's turned it's turn for the worst very quickly. Because I included you in the opening. Uh, uh, the fabulous Joe Salzone will be sitting in your honor. Counselor? Paulie? Uh, of course, K-Rock Josh, the no, legendary like, K-Rock Josh, who was videotaped today. Look for my my Twitter, and I will attach it to Josh. Mm. Of uh, Josh, could you tell us what that was you were eating mm, this morning? Pizza nutri- dip. Oh, and Fritos. Fritos pizza and pizza dip. And Fritos. Mm. That doesn't even sound appealing to me. Go have some in the kitchen no, right no, no, now. No, 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 no. Not only that, but it was... Probably back at six or seven when they warmed it. Yeah. Now it was that hardened, Ugh. you know, the, the chip would break in your hand. Coagulated. Oh, my God. It's just, you're so <laughs> wrong. It, it was like dipping a Frito into the top of a pizza. It was like dipping a Frito onto a shingle. That's what it was it. like. Oh, it was terrifying. So and a, good. And the vast majority of it was gone, and Cody Mack said you ate it all. Well, I ha- today I have to make an effort to eat a fruit or a vegetable, because yesterday <laughs> was... Exclusively <laughs> Snickers. That's your logic. So you can eat a tray of dip. No, no, no. Listen to my listen to my food yesterday. Okay, tell for me. breakfast I had a Snickers bar. For lunch I had about an entire pizza. Josh, let's go back to the Snickers bar. Yeah, you had a bag of Snickers bars. He might be right. So it was a, <laughs> but they were the Halloween sized ones. A so bag for lunch. I had a Wildcat pizza that they brought in. Right. About a whole pie. Right, so you ate eight slices. And then for dinner, I had the guy had four Nathan's hot dogs. Oh my was, God. Wow. You're I mean, poor wife. I was going to say, what's a. So, 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 so let's go back to so we get mm-hmm. an accurate description of mm-hmm. this because in the, in the first launch. Yeah. It is literally a bag, like, is it a bag four bars, or is it a bag 24 bars? 24 bars. But they're not full-size bars. They're, they're, they're small. The whole bag but you ate the whole bag of them. I ate half it. So you ate 12 small bars. <laughs> yes. You add those up, it's probably, what, three Snickers bars? 
over the course of a what morning. What is it like <laughs> smelling you? you know? <laughs> oh, my God. It's vile. After How are you alive? It was vile. I'm barely alive. After the hot oh, Robbins uh, reported. <laughs> it was yeah. vile. Yeah. Are they the footlongs? Are they the normal Just the little normal ones. Yeah. <laughs> God, what? I love, I love good Nathans. So, wait. So, after that, then yeah. today, we've got the, the dip. We've had some pizza a, dip. A, a nice good third or half of that dip <laughs> yeah. is consumed by you. Yeah. Okay, with Fritos each bite, of course. Couple of Twix bars walking into this studio right Couple now. Couple of Twixies get amped up. To so do the now show. I've got to find a way to so get a vegetable eat, so you're, or so you're fruit. Eat an apple and it's all going to go away. <laughs> yeah, I'm good now. You're just William Tell. Aren't I have you? myself an orange for lunch and I'm good. <laughs> wow. I'm back on the horse. Think that horse is dead. <laughs> the horse is definitely <laughs> bloated. Wilbur. Yeah, sodium. That horse yeah. was crushed to death. Yeah. Oh, come on, Wilbur. Four hot dogs alone is And disgusting. then I went to put my Halloween costume on last night, and it blew open. <laughs> <gasps> Did you see the video I sent you? Yes. It's exactly, it, like, exactly that. like that. It was exactly like I that. It's a great video. I saw it. Um, <laughs> it's classic. Joe says I going to love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You come in. I notice right away, Paulie, that you're 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 very snazzily dressed. It's uh, uh, I'm not you know that's kind of a Louis Carnesecca 1970 sweater you have on there, I which is when you purchased stole it that from sweater. my grandfather. Say. <laughs> but it's very kind of Ivy. That's back in the Ivy League yeah. kind mm-hmm. of thing. You, know, you can always wear something like that. Um, I think I have a pair of socks that look something like that. I'm not <laughs> sure, but I definitely do not have a sweater that looks like that. It's very impressive. Um, Argyle, so I so you you, <laughs> you were you were in a bit of a, a tiff this morning with Forrest. Forrest, get in here, Forrest. We understand that you screwed up again, but we're gonna we're gonna get down to the bottom of it, and that's why we've kept his honor, the impeccably talented and unbiased. Yeah, now I cannot <laughs> I cannot confirm or deny if I saw money exchanged earlier. Get a, but, get, a, uh... get, a, get, get a chair and lean in with his honor, so his honor can take this in, yeah. and you can try to defend yourself. I don't know that I can defend you again. I, you know, I'm running out of options. I'm, I'm now looking at possibly just throwing myself on the mercy of the court and pleading insanity when it comes to you. But, <laughs> but, 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 but let, let's hear let's hear what Paulie has to say. What exactly happened now? So yesterday, I'm on the air with Matt Park at three o'clock, and someone walks in and goes, "Did somebody win tickets through Pathfinder Bank?" to sit front row with Daniel Baldwin and parking, and I go, yeah, they won yesterday, and Forrest handed in the tickets and the prize sheet. And nobody can find these tickets anywhere to be found. Who did you hand them to, Forrest? I handed it to, it wasn't Mary at the desk, so was, whoever was at the desk that day, it was I gave Cindy. it to them and told them someone won a contest. But... What put this into all the flux that it was and the cluster F of people running around trying to find it was Neil filled out the prize sheet but did not put a last name of the winner on the prize sheet. Now, I heard this as your, and I'm going to, for, for the sake of my clients, uh, address his honor himself, Mr. Joe Salzone. Um, so let's, take, let, let's, let's play this tape forward. Hi, I'm Cindy. I enter the contest. Hi, Cindy. What's your phone number? It's Cindy. Blah, blah, blah. You come to the front desk. If Cindy walks up and says, I won the contest, I'm Cindy, that's not enough to give the girl the tickets at the front desk? Like, what? What's the big deal that he didn't write her last name down? Because everything is stored under their last names in the alphabetical order, first of all. And second of all, if people win big prizes, you need to bring ID to prove that you won. Because someone might come in and, and, well, and do some, an impersonation well, of Cindy. Say, well, they might said, just sit with me. Well, if you say on might. the air, congratulations, Cindy, you're our winner, and then somebody shows up and goes, I'm Cindy, you can't go, oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> does that really? Yes, it yes. does. Does it really? Yes. I've had people show up before and say they've won, like, 
major prizes on my morning show, and I have no idea who they are. Okay, so note to self, you should write down the person's last name. And their Ameet, phone number. Ameet, I did write the phone number. Right, Ameet, so, so you when could I have checked up, it. If they claimed to be but, Cindy, you could have rang but, her number and seen if her cell phone mm-hmm. rang. Okay, Immediately when the, I hung uh, up the phone hold with on, her. Shut up a second. You're out of order. The problem, You're on her abject. The problem wasn't that <laughs> she was lying to get the tickets, though. The problem was nobody could find the tickets. But that, how is that his responsibility? How is that my fault, though? Because you didn't write the last name. Okay, yes. Immediately when I hub, I knew I didn't write the last name. By immediately went to someone. Why didn't you call her sale. back and ask her for her last excuse name? Me, excuse I, me, excuse me. Your Honor, I'm going to go and I'm going to put base my case on what I would call reasonable assumption. Uh-huh. So if these tickets are put in some type of alphabetical order somewhere, wouldn't it make real common sense that they would have been stored under C for Cindy? <laughs> but nobody's... But, but I'm no, just saying, if that's the only name you have... Wouldn't you logically open it up and look Nobody under Cindy? Nobody knew it only had the first name, though. You know what I'm saying? Because every other prize sheet is filled out properly. Neil, was this your first prize sheet that you've ever filled out? No, I've done some for Gomez and Lisa when I interned for them. But when I was done, A fine I went, show I went to someone in sales and said, I filled this out. Is this okay what I did? They said yes. I said, what Why do I do now? Why would you ask a salesperson that? They don't know. They don't fill out well, price sheets. I there was an envelope with the ticket and it had Nick Main's name on it. So I asked him. Who's your boss? I Who's your you, boss? I'm, you I'm, are. With, I'm with Neil. I don't know who his boss is anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't know. But I, I gave it to the person at the desk. So how is it my fault that the person at the desk lost the tickets? How is that my fault? When I was told what to do with them, I was simply doing but what I was told. You ask people that don't aren't supposed to tell you what to do. You could have you bug me ten million times a day about is this promo good? Is this good? Is this good? Why didn't you just come up to me and ask me? Your Honor, I would like to make my closing argument. Go ahead, I'll allow it. Thank you, Your Honor. Your Honor, when we're in the field of battle. <laughs> Do you blame a grunt who's holding his machete in his hand Backwards. and fighting <laughs> as hard as he can? Or do you blame the officers that sent him there with a terrifying plan bound to fail? I rest my case, Your Honor. I just have one clarifying question. Uh, Neil, why didn't you write down the, the person's last name? It just completely slipped my mind. Like I said before, immediately when I hung up, I said, oh, shoot. I didn't write down the last name, and that's why. Oh shoot! I am. oh shucks! Uh, <laughs> oh damn! I, I, and I also, can I just add one more thing? I'd like to yeah. rebuke before you. Before you, Neil. Slip my Neil, mind. I'd like under direct testimony you to answer me this question: At the time you wrote down Cindy, did you even know if Cindy had a last name, or could she not have been Madonna or Cher or someone, and that could have been her only name? When you asked her name, did she say Cindy Anderson, Cindy something, or did she just say Cindy? She just said Cindy. Thank you, Your Honor. Her I rest name, my case. The information was not available to my client. Can I also name, add one more thing. Her name. Polly didn't you even give me a. Be quiet. Polly didn't well. even give me a heads up that there was a contest that day. Just so everyone. Knows. I beg your pardon. Did you say Polly didn't even mention to you that there was a contest going nope. on? No, I, I was involved to go sit in the front it, row. With the, did it completely catch you off guard, Neil? No, but I'm just saying. I think that's something you should tell me. That Josh, is something you Josh, should tell me. I, you, you, Josh, you run a very influential program here in the morning. Have you ever heard of any such insubordination as we've heard from Polly Sevilla right now? I don't believe the it slipped my mind defense is a strong defense. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, uh, I've, 
heard both sides. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Please continue. Now, uh, if I may, Neil, uh, at any point, if you're ever on trial for a real thing, let's not let's not admit to the crime and then just, and then say whoopsie afterwards. Right? Don't be like, I accidentally killed that guy. I don't know what happened. After I killed him, I said, Oh shoot! Oh, Dingleberries! I killed that guy. Obviously, I have to up the ante, Neil. Uh, Joe, can we please go to Joe Selzone? Yes, Neil's got to go do his job. Yes. Phones ringing. Hey, too uh, many, too many microphones in front of me. Polly, like did your you? Weekends. Did, <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow it. Okay. Polly, did you forget to tell Neil about the contest? It's a You're very simple question. I, it's yes or no. He screens calls. I don't. Did, did you? Or did, no, I just didn't tell him. It's not okay. I, I, it doesn't matter. The price sheets are sitting in front of him. His job is to. You're on our, answer the phone. You're on our respite case. <clears throat> you know what? I'm going to need a few minutes to really deliberate. So why don't we go to a, <laughs> Whoa, let's a go quick to break? break. This is to deliberate. <laughs> okay, okay, listen, I beg your pardon. Your Honor, Joe Salzone needs to take in the facts. I will add, I will add, and, and this is called, in addition, the dummy defense. <laughs> you have all the knowledge you need about how much instruction you need to give this kid while he's here. You have all true. the knowledge you need, and you're the boss. So for you to think that you might have had to leave that stone unturned and that this was all going to go well with a contestant... Again, I rest my case, Your Honor. I'm going to have to do the old, hey, don't forget the last name this time. Yeah, but, but you know what? Your Honor, Mr. Baldwin has arranged for some lovely ladies to join you in your chambers uh, to keep you company this afternoon. Of course, yes. Mm -hmm. All right, we'll come back while Joe deliberates. Wait, later. What? Oh, we, oh, we're back. I'm reading. I'm reading. I'm reading a, a text from my my niece Jacqueline, who says, "Does Paulie have a date later? What's the deal? New hottie intern?" No, I got a basketball game. Well, Jacqueline's kind of, you know, and she's a happily married woman, but I think she might be looking for Apparently some side not that <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Wow. Exactly. Wow. All right. Jacqueline, we, you might need to call in. Do you want to do a, win a dream date with Polly and hook up one of your friends with Polly because he can't get a date to save his been life? Been there, done that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Your Honor, Joe Selzone has deliberated, I understand. He's returned from his there, chambers. There, there's a verdict in. <laughs> in the, he had a big smile on his face. Yes, and the Neil forgot to... Uh, well, I'm sorry. I'm not going to title that. I'm going to title Paulie needs to be more efficient on his job trial. In the case of the the forgotten last name. In the name. case of Slip My Mind versus Abelia. <laughs> Your Honor? You sideswiped me. You blindsided me with that contest. Thank you, Bailiff. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, this comes... He is the bailiff. <laughs> Looking good today, Your Honor. Looking good. <laughs> Looking real good. Wow. Uh, Your wife's still making that uh, pizza? We still have, we still up, have 20 minutes to talk about sports. Go ahead, let's go. <laughs> uh, this, uh, much like every single case in this studio, it always comes down to communication. Mm -hmm. uh, Paulie admitted that he did not... Hold on. Paulie admitted that he did not tell Neil about the contest. We have that on the record. It is a fact. Yes, Your Honor. However... A brilliant observation, I might add, Your Honor. Thank you, sir. Looking real good. <laughs> Thank you, Bailiff. <laughs> However, Neil also admitted that he has filled out multiple contest sheets, so he knows that a last name is necessary. Therefore, 
I rule in Your favor. Honor, just before you before you rule, you do know Neil's an epileptic. <laughs> <laughs> but, but go ahead, continue. Is Your that Honor. his issue? Uh-huh. Continue, Your Honor. I rule in favor of Polly in this case. Uh, wow. Wow. Crushing blow. Crushing blow. I'm like one wow. out of nine with Judge yeah. The other, I just want to say this, Neil. Whether I tell you there's a contest or not, say Daniel just decides, hey, I'm going to give away my seats to something. Actually, for this contest, I'm going to give yeah. my seats away. That's, that's exactly what I'm going to do. That's your job. <laughs> if the phone rings, you answer it. And then you do your job. Well, I do see that if you didn't remember the right down the person, that, that's kind of a no-brainer. You should have got that. Definitely. But I still don't get how that transcends to Cindy misplaced it, the tickets. Exactly. Well, oh, yeah. no, nobody. Well, it, it's his mistake sent the whole well-oiled machine <laughs> into a... I see you use that term loosely. <laughs> the Titanic was a well-oiled machine. <laughs> into a tailspin. Just one little mistake can take a plane down and he did yeah, that yeah so next time write down cindy lusitania would you yeah please <laughs> got it did the people get their tickets yes they had to go have lunch and thank come you, back <laughs> thank you joe thank, there you go when neil's in charge it's the hindenburg <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god uh, I'd be upset if I knew what that meant. <laughs> you, don't oh, know what the, you know the Hindenburg disaster? No, I know what it means. I can't the make humanity. a joke. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the Hinden Odell. Do you know what that means? Yeah. So let me go into this right now because James Gatto, Merle Cove. Thank you, Your Honor. Thank you, thank you Your thank Honor. You. Thank you so much. Thank you, Neil. And Neil. really, the, the impressive part about that is. Salzone doesn't even like Paulie, so to be on his side is very impressive. He rules over me with Paulie every time. He's a fair, honest judge. <laughs> he is. He is. Thank he you, is. Neil. Let's strike 3,742. <laughs> wow. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> wow. That was terrible. He's the Reggie Jackson of, <laughs> oh my God. of, of Galaxy. That's James Gatto, <laughs> Merle Code, and Christian Dawkins have been found guilty in college basketball's pay-for-play trial. A jury Wednesday convicted the three defendants accused of pay-for-play schemes to influence high-profile basketball recruits to attend Kansas, Louisville, and NC State. So uh, the reason why I bring this up, and I do believe that, uh, you know, sometimes when they do these types of FBI probes, uh, you grab a couple of of big-name fish, you sanction them, a couple guys go to prison, maybe the NCAA gets involved if they can they can tie this somehow to the university knowing or somebody in the coaching staff. Um, and they let it go because they got their you know ceremonial head to hang high. Um, I don't think this one's going to end this way. I think the door's going to swing wide open. And as I've said, all the way back to when I was on Best Damn Sports Show, period, you need to pay these kids to play. It's fair. There's a lot of money involved. If we set an amount of money, now I know that there's people that don't support that, but then rather than spend a lot of time on this story, let me go right into what I'm relating it to, and that is right here at home with Coach Beheim. Uh, LeBron James calls out Jim Beheim over Darius Baisley deal. So it turns out that Darius Baisley is working uh, an internship, an internship, mind you, that guarantees him $1 million this year. Uh, And supposedly LeBron James had something to do with getting him this internship. Uh, It is with uh, 
um, his his agent or something had to, somehow LeBron is involved in this whole mess and and, and got him this job. So, uh, Coach Beheim, as you know, basically was was to uh, tentatively attend Syracuse University. I think throughout in in Coach Beheim style, a, a, a bit of a sarcastic you know joke uh, uh, about the one million dollar deal, uh, and it says. When asked about Basley's one million dollar one million dollar shoe internship with New Balance, Beheim said, "James did a nice job helping his client." He then added, "He's a LeBron James client, right?" <laughs> so you know, I, I coach is having a little fun with it. Listen, if you can justify this guy getting a million dollar internship deal. That that supposedly with certain incentives, I understand, can balloon to as much as fourteen million dollars. Yeah, if he plays well, if he makes the NBA, if he plays well, but he'll get that, that you money. Know, that's like, you know, how is that any different than? Okay, so how is that any different than um, you know Ike? Ike is the star basketball player, and his father's in the construction business, and some alumni doesn't pay Ike's dad. But he hires Ike's dad at an extremely ballooned rate to work for his construction company now. Ike's a roofer, you know, he's a roofer. And well, he pays this kid's him, not going to he, college. And he pays him $600 an hour. You know what I mean? But again, again, is this not in, in a way a form of tampering, you know, with with the system? Or No, I think it's a, uh, hey, this kid tried it and he kind of messed up and let's make it worth his while. Okay, so, so. so. How long ago did Baisley know that LeBron and New Balance and these people were going to be? See what I'm saying? Well, so, that that's a whole different well, story. But but again, so really, New Balance or Adidas or the father company could have tampered with what this kid's plans were because he suddenly, after signing and saying he's going to Syracuse, goes, "Hey, I'm not going to Syracuse." You don't think a million to fourteen million dollars might have had something to do with that? You know what I mean? So so it does have an influence on what's going on. And and again, if if Coach Beheim was the same as, as every other coach and was allowed to say, look, you're allowed if you start X amount of games to make $50,000 or something, because the bottom line, really, the realistic point is, it's not you're not protecting the two Jim Beheim players per year that are going to go pro or the two Duke or four Duke or whatever it breaks down to be. You're protecting the kid that's never going to play a single day of pro basketball. You're protecting that kid from doing something silly or doing something illegal or setting up alumni people. Listen, I've always said this about the sanctions that took place at Syracuse University for Coach Beheim. I will bet you my right arm that he had no knowledge of it at all, Coach Beheim. None. None. He's not that guy. He would never risk the program. He's a straight shooting, honest guy to a fault. And so I know in my heart that he had nothing to do. But that doesn't mean that an aggressive, you know, uh, uh, other coach or, or, more likely, some alumni guy who thought he was doing somebody a favor and does something stupid that if he had ever asked anyone on the staff, the steward would have said, no, please don't do that. If they ever, That's illegal. And if that got found out. But you know what? It happens under his watch. So he's the one that pays for it. In some ways, this helps the coaches, I think. It alleviates, it makes it an even playing field because most of the kids that go that have professional aspirations aren't staying for four years anymore. They're not. They're not waiting until their junior and senior year. They're one or two and out. You know, we're going to see that with Battle this year, for sure. We got him back because he was right at the door, but this is going to service him to vault him to that next level. But beyond that, when you're a player of that caliber that could play in the NBA, you're not staying past two years. It's not a four-year investment anymore. 
It's not. They go finish school after if they're going to continue their education. So I think you need to figure out some realistic way to pay them some nominal fee in order to play. I'd like Josh's hot take on an athlete wearing New Balance. I'm I'm all for New Balance. I love New Balance. Those are my jams. But you are the typical New Balance wearer, not Mm -hmm. a basketball player. No. Do most people wear New Balance now to walk or to run? They used to be a big thing to run in. But they're more of a walking shoe. As a man who used to sell shoes for the Sears shoe department, we used to sell a lot of New Balances to fat people because they're the only sneakers that come in in triple E wide. So they'd sell the 605s, like the bright white New Balance wide. But New Balance also has a really sweet, like, cool line of shoes, too. There's like, there's the loafing around or barbecuing guys that have the New Balance, but then there's the athletes like me that... Star, star, star. Yeah, I mean, real athletic, moving people. They need the Does New Balance East? even have a, 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 a was, high top? I was just Googling that. I couldn't find anything. The list of athletes sponsored by... Uh, but who's the parent New, company of New Balance? Because isn't that Adidas or somebody bought them out? Because I guarantee it. It's not New Balance. He's working for New Balance, but they're owned by Adidas. Because part of this deal is he's not wearing New Balance high tops. He's wearing Adidas high tops and going through New Balance. I guarantee it. Who's the parent company? Uh, New Balance. Really? It's so it's a, it's a, a private standalone. Yeah, they have a basketball line, but it's not. It doesn't. They're not really high tops. Like they're 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 not like the Jordans. Or, I so mean, the, I guess so, there is. Here so again, go. now, now you got to ask yourself. So LeBron James's agent has a relationship with New Balance because I don't know who's in the NBA is wearing New Balance. Anybody? Nobody. I just went through the list of athletes and say who's who of no one. <coughs> like that's their that's their basketball shoe right oh, there. The official shoe of it's the a, WNBA. It's the, it's, oh, wow. a, it's the Baisley 2? Yeah, right there. Yeah. Maybe they're launching. Maybe they're going to launch it. They're trying to. Like okay, here's okay, here's what they're trying to launch with Baisley. Is this shoe right there? That's the New Balance. Okay, so see they're going to make a line for him. So they're rolling out. That's why it's yeah, 14. Yeah, which makes them They're bending over for this That's guy. That's why it's 14. Yeah. I'm so old that I saw those shoes, and I'm like, who on earth would wear those? They are bright and ugly. <laughs> well, another thing that's terrible about them is they have a big N on them, which would make everyone think they're Nikes. Yeah. So, you know, that's really dumb. All right, let's take a break, come back. So what? Sound good? I like it. I'm so excited. It's time for... Uh, um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control, and I just can't... Um. So what? It's unlistenable radio! You understand the me? Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey, now. Take it home, Josh. It's basketball season, boys. Tonight, we see an exhibition game. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I believe Thurs- that we do need to have a, a Thurs- Thursday night football drawn. Yes, Thursday night football, Dolphins, Texans. Forrest, you'll be showing the logos here briefly. Uh, Miami Dolphins? Miami Dolphins. Uh, do we have a line on the game yet? And Texans. Texans minus seven and a half. Texans, Texans minus, minus seven. seven and a half. Can I see Houston? I barely uh, right. Texans minus seven and a half. Wow. Okay. All right. Um, go ahead, Josh. All right, get drawn. It's basketball season, and tonight's men's exhibition game will open against the College of St. Rose. Syracuse enters tonight, ranked at number 16 in the AP Press preseason top 25 poll. Meanwhile, St. Rose is coming off of a 21-10 season. So if we beat St. Rose in an exhibition game by 400 points, would that move us to 15? No. No. Okay. It has zero effect on anything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, 
So what? Uh, again, this are is, these games just so what's right now until we get an actual? Well, no, I, I, not with the young for the young players. They get a chance to get out there and play on the court, play against someone other than their own teammates. It's it's important stuff. So does it does it matter to coach? Let's say we play. He's going to put his starters out there and rotate six or seven guys for the first ten minutes. Does he yank them all and not care that he actually loses the game? No, he tries to win, and they play a lot because they need to get their reps in. Okay. And he uses shape. this as a chance to look at some guys, right? Yeah. He wants some to combinations see. and run yeah. some things. Yeah. Game, game well, then why does this matter? Because you're all suited up, and you're all. And then when we talk about preseason football and ball, you say none of that matters. It's all crap. When they're doing the same thing, they're putting combinations together, they're working on Because these guys are actually going to play. In preseason NFL, you got guys out there that aren't even going to make the team. You got, but you got guy out there that are playing for their life, you know, to, yeah. to make the team. So, but know. but isn't the starting unit? Isn't Tom Brady coming out in preseason and working on spots? No, he usually doesn't play till like the last game. Okay, well then, okay, not Tom Brady. Are they not doing the same thing you're talking about? Are they not working on plays and working on timing and working on? Against a different defense than their own guys. Yeah, but you can't make a judgment on the NFL team because it's not the final lineup. Whereas you're going to see in basketball, it's five guys on the court at the time that you're going to see all season. But long. do you realize what a, just a total BS situation that he can't look at the fact that when you play preseason, it's to run plays and against a different. It's the same exact thing. It's not though. Yes, it is. Because you're seeing players that are on the team playing in basketball. That. In the NFL, you're seeing people trying out for a job. So they're ru- not guys, running their same plays But there's guys that are at Syracuse that are coming as a freshman this year that want to start, that yeah. want to play. And they're playing their ass off to show the coach how good they are. So you really, I mean, I'm sure we have a good idea of who the starting five are, but we don't know who the next four guys are that are definitely going to play. Yeah, but in an NFL game, they're not running plays set that you're going to run during you're not, the regular season. You're not, not going to see this, are you? No, I don't see it. I okay. think you're wrong. All right. And so, I'm always I, I, right. so, Paul, he's so what to me. Go ahead. <laughs> wow. He's so what. Four Kentucky soccer, soccer players are facing punishment after violating NCAA rules by participating in a pickup game of soccer with the band The Foo Fighters. Now, for some more information, The Foo Fighters were in town for a concert. Right. These players from the Lexington. Kentucky college football, uh, soccer team played soccer with the Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters let them the into University the concert. Of Kentucky? Yeah. Okay. Foo Fighters let them in to the concert that night, and now they are being punished for violating NCAA regulations. So is it because it has nothing to do with the fact that they played? It has to do with the fact that they took tickets and yeah. took free entry Yeah. based on... Well, so here's an interesting thing about that, though. You know... You got to draw the line. That's ridiculous, and I'll tell you why. Because if there were four kids around the parking lot and they say, "Hey, you guys play soccer. We'll let you in the concert. We need, you know, four guys to play," I don't think they contacted them. I'm sure they just were around or something. You know what I mean? So that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. They are required now to sit out of two team activities, uh, practices, meetings, uh, and for the due to the rule violation. Oh. That's not that big of a punishment. Oh, I got to miss practice. Actually, 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 they probably got when they were on the phone with the Foo Fighter guys. They probably went, "Hey, can we do this tomorrow? Because the next day we got this big meeting. We don't want to go to." <laughs> <laughs> the Buffalo Bills are on pace to have the worst offense in modern NFL history. What's modern NFL history? Going back to 1986, they are on pace to have the worst offense offensive record of the season. 
Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, they're they're in trouble. They're in, they're in trouble. But but you know, the weird thing is every every time you have a team like this that you think is going to go, you know, one in fifteen, two and whatever, and they're just going to get blown, and you and you gamble on them getting blown, and then they go into Minnesota and score twenty seven and win the game, I know, and, and destroy them. You know That's what, I mean? what brought their average up too. They say the NFL teams are averaging twenty four point one points a game, where the Bills average about eleven point six well, points a game. And so, with that said, uh, as tempting as it is, because it's similar weather than New England to be. Uh, at Buffalo this week, I've said before, interdivisional home dogs cover like over seven, 70% of the time. Interdivisional home dogs on Monday night football cover over 90% of the time. So based on that rule, this is a week where you take Buffalo plus 14 at home against New England. But if you had to look at who's who has a chance of winning the game by forty, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, for sure, New England could just toast them. So I don't know who had the worst offense before that. Uh, hold on a second. Well, it's gonna be like the the Aints or some you know, the old Saints, Seahawks. some expansion team. The Bills have come out. They just say they've analyzed uh, offense for thirty three years. I have a first time it ever happened in in in, uh, in sports history. Okay, you ready? You want it now or you want it later? The 49ers were the worst, by the way. So according to Elias, who keeps all of the records for baseball, this is the first time that a World Series is played, and it's the Dodgers, that is starting a World Series with their four most prolific home run hitters out of the lineup. All four, number one, two, three, and four, did not start. It has never happened before in baseball history. That's pretty, you know, when you think about them losing yeah. and they don't have the four biggest home run hitters in a row on their team that got them to the World Series and none of them were on the field playing. Finally, eight of the ten highest paid TV actors come from just two shows on television. It is a total of $127 million a year. That are currently on now? That are currently on right now. Okay. On the Forbes list of highest paid TV wow. actors. Big so- Bang Theory guys, right? That's one of them. Can you guess the other TV show? Uh, I'll give you the uh, the, the star. Daniel Baldwin show. Exactly. Right. Yes. Thank you. Uh, the star of this show makes fourteen million dollars a year. At O'Neill. Oh, the oh, Modern Family. Modern family. He only makes fourteen million a year. Fourteen million a year. The yeah. highest paid on all of them is Jim Parsons from The Big Bang Theory, who clears twenty six and a half million dollars. Right, I was going to say t- he's got to be making. Number two, Johnny Galecki from The Big Bang Theory clears $25 million a year. Number three is tied two more guys from The Big Bang Theory who make $23.5 million. Mark Harmon from NCIS makes $19 million, and then we get into Modern Family. Mark Harmon has taken a minimal football career and made he's re- been reborn like five TV shows now, this guy. He's amazing. Very talented man. Who is the guy from Quantum Leap? Uh... God, I don't remember. Felix has about a party. What's his name? Felix has about a party. Let's go to break. We'll be right back. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey, now. You did, the, you did a little Under Armour? Um, Time to do our uh, Thursday night football picks. Dolphins, Texans, Texans minus seven and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, forget the Dolphins. 
<laughs> it has no arc to it. Yeah. It's just like it's, it looks like a baseball bat with like they they didn't file down or something. I don't know what that. That's the dolphin, huh? The helm. The dolphin helmet is the best. That's just stellar. Are they in Texas? Yep. All right. So Neil, uh, Dolphins plus seven and a half. Texans minus seven and a half. What do you got? Texans. Texans. Ooh. Josh. Um, Dolphins aren't good on the road this year. I'm going to go with the Texans. Great. Polly. I'm going Dolphins. Oh. I'm going Dolphins also. You too. Peas in a pod. Last We both picked the Cardinals the other night. They got beat by 70. <laughs> it's good news for us, Gump. All right. Yep. Let's, make up, let's make up a line because this is going to be fun. All right, so Paulie, no, don't go anywhere, Gump. Oh, okay. All right, so Paulie, how much time we have left? We've got uh, one minute. Okay, we got one minute left. What's the line on tonight's basketball game? What would the line be? Do twenty-four. Twenty-four is the line on Syracuse against Mount Rosemary State or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> okay, who are you taking? Cuse. You're taking Cuse minus twenty-four points. Yeah. You? Uh. I'll go accuse. They should take care of business. I I wouldn't. I can't. I can't imagine they'd want to beat them by that many points. Yes, they do. Yeah, I'd take accuse. I'm going with Rosie. Okay. You are not. I'm going with Rosie. Plus twenty four. To cover. Plus twenty four. Right. This, this is going to be on the board. It's on the board. On the board. On the board. Minus twenty four. Minus twenty four. All right. All right. I'm putting. I'm putting it in there. I need something to get me yeah. back. So I'm doing. You're that so confident that Cuse can't beat. A well, you're, you're, for, you're forget. You're forgetting also that these guys were twenty and ten last year. I mean, they weren't a sled dog, and they but got, they're not Division One. You no, know, they got all their seniors back. <laughs> all their seniors failed and had to go back to school. <laughs> all right. Their all coach right, just listen like, tomorrow. Got fired or we're quit. national. Big news, Levitard is on vacation, so it's just Stugatz. So I think we're going to have more fun with it now that we get rid of Levitard, thank God. Um, and uh, uh, we're going to have lots of fun with this tomorrow. We'll have my sister Beth in studio picking her games for the unprecedented third week in a it row. It is wow. going to be lawless tomorrow. It's Beth, going to be the Beth Wild West. Beth went 5-0 last Yeah, but there's week. no Levitard to keep it on track. Yeah, we're not. obviously oh, not on track. Uh, Austin Stugatz yes. and, 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 uh, and Cody's on there. Their guy Cody's on there, too. Expect a 30-minute segment with that. <laughs> oh, it's going to be, um, <laughs> be terrifying. We'll see you tomorrow.